praise the Lord. Uh, turn your Bible with me uh, to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 140. Psalms 140. And we are going to read from 11 up to 13. We'll read together or mute your devices uh, for as long as it lies within you. Uh, make sure you put your camera on. Uh, you, are, you have appeared before the Lord this morning. Now, Psalm 140, we'll read from verse 11 to verse 13. One, two, go. Let not an slander be established in the Let us in your presence is where I rather be. Behold in your face, it is my rejoice, dwelling in your presence, gives me hope, where you are, is where I'd rather be, where you are, is where I'd rather be, the presence of the Lord, brother. God ordained that believers, the righteous, tarry in his presence always. Remember, when we get to heaven, we are going to be in his presence forevermore. So we are going to be like him. So here on earth, while, while we continue our sojourn, our pilgrim progress here on earth, tarrying in his presence, we guarantee your place in eternity. So make sure you tarry in his presence. And I pray that every glorious thing that the presence of God brings, it will manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Turn your Bible this morning. Yesterday, the Lord brought his word to us on enduring temptation. And we took our reading from James chapter 1. And we understand few things about temptation. Now, one thing that we must not forget is temptation usually comes during a moment of greatest need, when there is need for one thing or the other in your life. That is when the enemy usually comes. And we look at sources of temptation. Um, who can tell me number one sources of temptation that we look at? Just unmute your devices uh, and then tell us. Lost. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. And we did mention that there, there, there are different kind of laws uh, that the Bible described in the book of First John chapter uh, chapter one, chapter two, verse sixteen. Who will tell us? Uh, there's the pride of uh, pride of life. There's a lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Uh, there's a lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and then pride of life. And then we also talks about the love for this world, and then lack of contentment. 
So all of this, God is bringing this word to you so that you don't fall into temptation. And I pray that the grace to be doer of this word, God will give unto you and I in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, turn your Bible with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And uh, we're going to begin the reading from verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we're going to begin the reading from verse 5. Now I read. Perverse disputing of men of corrupt mind and destitute of the, of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Remember, we talked about lack of contentment yesterday. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. I want you to meet your device and tell your neighbor, for we brought nothing into this world. For we brought nothing into this world. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we carry nothing out. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. He said, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. Uh, now, let's, let's ask a practical question. Now, do you believe this scripture? Do you believe 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 6, verse 7? Do you believe it? Do you believe that it is real? If you believe it, say, yes, I believe. If you don't believe, say, no, I don't believe. Yes, I believe it. Okay. Only few people. Uh, others, uh, we don't know whether you believe it or you, or you are sleeping. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why did I ask that question? Have you seen somebody that passed away in the past? Just cast your mind to somebody that passed away. Everything they labeled for. Did they carry their houses along? Did they carry their cars along? Did they carry even their clothes along? I tell you, even the smallest pain, did they carry it along? No. So the Bible is real. So this scripture is really true. It's not fake. It's not lie. It's true. We brought nothing. Remember how a baby is born. When a baby is born, they bring it and the baby is born. You see, nothing. The baby brings nothing into the world. You see, naked, the baby comes. Comes and then they carry the wrap the baby, baby begin to cry for food and there. And so the same thing. When we are living this war, we brought nothing, we are taking nothing out. So let that always ring at the at the back of our mind, and it will help us to overcome a lot of things. Now, and having food and raiment, let us dare with content. So that you have food, you have clothes to wear. Be content. That means thank God that you even have food and clothes to wear. Now look at verse 9. Uh, let's read together. Let's unmute our devices and, and let's read together. One, two, go. 
But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many things, which draw men destruction and For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which let somebody shout to be hallelujah. Thank you. So now we are going to look at examples of temptation that are common to man. One of the most common temptations that we face daily as human, as believers, is the temptation for money and material possessions. Temptation for money and to acquire material things. It's, it's, it's perhaps the greatest temptation any man will face on earth. Now, <clears throat> If you look at where we read, the Bible, Paul was talking to Timothy in his letter to Timothy. He started by talking about being content. And then talks about, he said, godliness with contentment is great gain. That means uh, you are godly with the little that you have. He said, it is great gain. It is better than to, to, to be aspiring to own all the properties in the world, but then the person is not godly in the sight of God. Now, Paul began also by telling us that when you have food, you have this, he said, be content. He now says that those that be rich, that will be rich. Look at that word, that will be rich. Does anybody have message translation of verse 9? Do you have message quick uh, for us? Uh, please read First uh, Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. Message translation. Message translation. If you are there, you can read for us quick. Message translation says, But if it's only money these leaders are after, they will self destruct in no time. Lost for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going it's down that path. For money brings trouble and nothing for and nothing but trouble, okay? Going down that path, some some lose their footing in the faith completely and leave to regret it bitterly ever after. You will not lose your footing in the faith. I will not lose my footing in the faith. Say, I will not lose my footing in Jesus' name. All right. Now, brethren, I want you to know this morning that temptation for money and material possession is a tool in the hand of the devil to lure believers away from God, to lure people, particularly the youth, particularly the youth want to be rich at all costs. The youth are looking for ways how to get money. They want to buy this. They want to do this. They want to do that. Never satisfied of clothes, of shoes, 
for jewelries of those things, always want more. Such evil cravings. The Lord will rescue all our youth and rescue each one of us in the name of Jesus. Now, money is good, but the love of it is the root of all evil. There is nothing wrong in money. Remember, God created everything in heaven and on earth. He permitted everything, the wisdom he gives to man, and so on. Now, money is good, but the root, the love for it, when you set your affection on it, that is what is not good. Now, another thing that you must know about temptation for money. So we are looking at examples of temptation. We are looking at enduring it. How can you overcome temptation? I'd like you to open your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. If you are there, you can read it for us quick. Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, that word mammon there is money. There is a God called the God of mammon. And there's a spirit at work in mammon. Now, so there's a spirit behind money, the love for it. People loving money. There's a spirit behind it. That spirit is the, is the spirit that is in the God of mammon. I pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord will deliver you and deliver the body of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, so to be to, to, to love money could bring temptation. It brings snares to the soul. It doesn't mean that you are not going to have money. God has promised us in his word. He has given us his promises. But do legitimate things. Be patient for God to bless you. Be patient for God to bless you. You see, the loss for money, the love for money, many have lost their salvation in this land, particularly many that immigrated, who were on fire for God before they came into this nation. But now, the love for money, the love for, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that, now has taken many away. I remember my brother, he's no longer even coming to church now. We followed up with him, reached out to him, very fervent and brilliant brother. He came for a program here in Canada. And this brother, even before he even finished his program, he will reach out to him. And, but the moment he will keep giving us his school work, his school work. School work says you should not come to church on Sunday or Wednesday. No, it's not school work. And so he keep giving one excuse to another, one excuse to another. Now, eventually, when the Lord helped him to finish, what happened again? We didn't see you, uh, brother. Uh, uh, sir, it's work. Before it was school work. Now it's work. So you are no longer going. I said, which are you going to do? He said, no, it's not going to another church. But that once in a while, he joined online. Now, so one day, the Lord just, the Lord showed me what the problem of that brother is. And so the next time I spoke with him over the phone, I asked him, I said, bro, 
I mentioned his name. I said, are you building a house back home? Uh, he said, how did I know? I said, the Lord told you. He said, yes. He said, that's why he's doing like two to three jobs. Because you are building a house? And I called him, I said, see, it is good to build a house, but not at the expense of your soul. Your soul, Jesus can come at any time. Can you carry house to heaven? No. So he was building a house. They love for money. Many have lost their faith. Many have, de- many, many have been wounded spiritually. Many have traded the peace of their home. Many have traded the peace of their heart for money. Brethren, it's a temptation from the pit of hell. Don't yield to it. God that created us and that saved our soul. If he can give us Jesus Christ, will he not give us money? Ask yourself that question. Your soul is more important to God than material possession. So remember, he said, if him that give us Jesus Christ, will he not freely give us all things, including money? So do not allow the love for money. Do not allow the gods of money, the God of mammon, the spirit for it. Don't allow the spirit to enter into you. Don't allow it to enter. Now, the God of mammon, he possesses people. There are people who say, I want to get money at all costs. Enduring temptation. Enduring temptation. Enduring temptation. For instance, as a young believer, a young believer who should tarry more at the presence of God and dwell in the place of fellowship with God and with believers, but decided to take on the, so many jobs. Now, honestly, if you ask people sincerely, people who are in that category, it's not that they really need the money. It's not really about all the things they tell you. It is just that craving, craving to possess, to have, to do this, to do that. It is not just, it's not, there are many students that we ask us, do you really need to work? Some will say, not that they really need to work. Then why are you working? You know why they are working? Clothes, they want to buy a car. They want to live large in, in the land of Canada or anywhere they may be. So the love for money and material possession is one of the greatest temptations facing us as human beings. Can I tell you that this temptation will not, it will continue as long as we are in this world. But God wants us to avoid it. Look at what Paul says to Timothy. He said, but you man of God, flee all these things. Pursue righteousness. You think Paul doesn't know what he was saying? Paul could have said, go and pursue money. Go and build empire. Paul was saying, you man of God, you child of God, instead of being possessed by the spirit of mammon, be possessed with the spirit of God. Be filled with the spirit of God. He said, fight the good fight of faith. You can't be. The thing is that people want to serve God and serve mama. The Bible tells us when we read in that book of Matthew 6, 24, it, you, know, you cannot serve God and mama. It's not possible. You can't have two masters. You can't have, is either you love one or you hate one. There's no way. You can't say, I want to love them equally. So, brethren, God wants us to love him with all our heart, not to love money. 
your love should be towards God and towards the brethren, not towards money. Because the love of, for money is the root of all evil. Many souls have been pierced because they, they, they just love money. They want money. They want to do this. I might say it is wrong to get money. We need money to pay our bill. But God is faithful. He will take care of our bill if we trust him. If we put our trust in him, if we don't have plan B, God will take care of all that we need. I have never seen anyone put their trust in God and God disappoint them. You will not be disappointed in the name of Jesus. Now, so the love for money, is, is it, also, it also means that being the pursuit for it, putting it above God. When what you desire it before, you know, more than God. Or a good example, somebody asked you on Sunday, a day that you're supposed to be in church and worshiping God and fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in the faith. Somebody asked you, will you take my shift? On Sunday morning, say, ah, mm, mm. and we have four service. Um, you know what? I will join online. I will join online. Yes, yes, yes. I will join online. But that money is enough to at least to 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 save towards that thing that I want to buy. No, you said no. I don't want your shifts. Sunday morning, no. I don't want your shift. I need to go and serve my God. Do you know that what God will deliver into your hand, appearing before Him alone, can settle you and your lineage forever? Just the few hours you spend before God, two hours, three hours. That you swear, that you swear, God can deliver a lifetime blessing into your hand. That those that are running after those material things, you see them, they keep running, they never get it. So, brethren, do not place the love for money above God. Let God always be number one in your life. Be content. Then you will endure temptation. That is how to overcome it. It is seeing money to become more important than the Almighty God. Don't see money more important than the Almighty God. A good example in the Bible is a young man called Gehazi. We will not have time to read the story, but you can oh, you can check his his uh, story in the book of Second Kings, chapter five, from verse seventeen to twenty-seven. And what happened to him is part of the things that you are going to pray about this month: the love for money. So temptation for money and material possession is one of the biggest temptations facing humanity. And it has drawn many away because there's a God behind it. So, and also there's also another example of a young ruler in the Bible, in the days of Jesus. Now, in that you can find in Matthew 19, 16 to 24. That one too, he has so many possessions. Jesus told him, go and sell what you have and follow me. See, I'm sorry. And Jesus said, it is hard for, for those that will be rich to enter into the kingdom of God. So enduring them, how can you overcome it? Put God first. Don't allow the love for money to control you. Learn to control your appetite. Learn to control what you are desiring in your heart. God is faithful, brethren. He knows what you need. If you can but seek, his, seek him and seek his kingdom, he will provide all that you need. Remember, all you need is different from all you want. Most believers is there is wants. Their needs have been met. Their needs for clothing, their needs for food, 
their needs for shelter has been met. But what they want now is wants. They want this. They want that. They want this. I pray in the name of Jesus. If you're in that category, the power of God will rescue you in Jesus' name. We are going to pray. You are going to say, Father, destroy the love for money in my heart and fill my heart with love for you and for your kingdom. 